Hello, and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is Rob Crane, and I am arguing already with Chris Valente about uh, chimichangas. We don't know jizz, amigos. We don't know jizz. <laughs> Hi, Chris. So chimichangas are underrated, in my opinion, because they're not popular enough. And I think they're delicious. They're phenomenally delicious. But who? Un- I was saying, who underrates a chimichanga? I just don't think that they're popular enough, so they're not in your vernacular um, enough. So you, not enough people get to experience a chimichanga. I say that word regularly, and like just in like it just randomly pops into my head, and I'm like, oh, chimichangas! Like just, just... <laughs> like you're just yeah. on a you're like with in your in the office and be like, God. Chimichanga. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it of, like, does. Damn it or something yeah, exactly. Like I like, replace it. Damn it. Like, ah, oh, chimichanga. Like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I just like that word. <laughs> it's just a great, it's a great word. I, but I do think chimichanga needs to be uh, more often. Like, I was in New York for work. And you know how they have the street meat guy? Right? Oh, yeah. They're all, they're street meat. There should be a chimichanga guy. I mean, he's going to deep fry it. I mean, that'd be kind of tricky. Like, well, you're outside. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the vent, the hoods. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we just came up with a million dollar idea: chimichanga, chimichanga street cart or truck, food truck, chimichangas. There's definitely thousands of chimichanga uh, food trucks. You're telling me that there's not a chimichanga food truck? Well, maybe not just chimichangas, but we could get really creative on what our chimichanga would be, like the different. Like usually, it's just like steak or chicken, right? We can go out. Maybe we. It's like a. We can make it. It's like a. Cal, it's like essentially the Mexican calzone, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, kind of all fold up, deep fried, and then they have the meat. Uh, good. Chimi- cheese. Good. Chimichurri sauce. Chimichurri. Yeah, sauce. it's delicious. Like that green stuff. It's delicious. Right there, it's great. Chimichangas, underrated. Underrated. Uh, I I am shocked by this. Like you can't go like burrito. You could argue burritos are overrated because they're everywhere. Well, burritos is just a deep fried. It's a chimichanga is just a deep fried burrito. That's all it is. But it's a chimichanga. No, I, it's not a chimichangas are better, in my opinion. You could say you could say that burritos are over, overrated because they're everywhere and everyone has burritos, right? Chipotle is one of the more po- most popular things ever. They don't have chimichangas, right? yeah. They don't have chimichangas. Probably. Imagine if Chipotle had chimichangas. Probably because they try and preach uh, health and they don't want to deep fry their burritos. I'm just, I don't know. Let's let's not get about the uh, you know the details of this. We're thing. opening up a chimichanga let's chain. Chimichanga, chimichanga chain. Chimichanga chain. Chimichanga chain. With chimichurri sauce. Crane's chimichangas. It's alliteration. I like this. I like where this is going. All right. Um, I, I was always been a big, big fan of uh, Mexican food. I think it's one of the more underrated. Rachel would agree. Rachel would have Mexican food for dinner every single night if you let her. It's fantastic. Taco, tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Tacos tomorrow. The, uh, the, the Mexican place by my house does this thing that's unbelievable. It's, it's a pizza box full of tacos. Tacos in a box. I love that. It's idea. a pizza box full of tacos to go, and they give you all the helpings, the fixings, the sides. If it's good for like a little quick party, order it up. Box full of tacos. If you don't like that, I don't like you. I concur. We I, can agree. That's a we agreed on that. <laughs> we can agree on that. We do agree. I think we agree on the chimichanga things. I just think that they need to be more widely accepted. I would eat more chimichangas if they were more widely available. You're right. You're right. Right. We'd probably weigh a little bit more, but that's that's okay. What okay. we're 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 we're, we're, I, we're getting to the point where it's acceptable to start going full dad bod. We're, you're forty. I mean, you're old man. I'm gonna be forty. Hell no, hell no, no dad bod, <laughs> none of that. No, it's acceptable. Yoga. It's acceptable. Yoga. You still yoga? Yoga. Yogi, you're still a yogi. Absolutely. Yeah. I did a yoga uh, yoga this morning. 
uh, I did basketball it. tomorrow. I did it during the pandemic. I just I was getting really flexible compared to where I was. I just I can't get into it. I don't know. I'm in. I'm 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 so into it. Uh, and then uh, Pilates Friday. You do Pilates on Fridays. Pilates like Friday. a class. No, I um. So I got I got into this right. Like I got into this for Christmas. I got a book. It's called uh, Power Yoga for Athletes. Mm-hmm. And then I got Pilates for Athletes. Same uh, same author. And they give you all these different exercises and all these different things. And I'm like in, man. I am like in. Can you and can you in. explain the difference between Pilates and yoga? Pilates very core. Like everything that you do is like a core exercise. Okay. Uh, yoga is more full body, more about mobility. Um, and then Pilates, though includes mobility, is way more core folk. It is all about. But yoga. and yoga is more about the mind too. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be. Um, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have got, to pay attention. I I um, I I didn't I didn't dislike it. I just I wasn't feeling like I was fully working out. Does that make sense? It does. I also like the power yoga, different than like. Hum yoga, like the power yoga is more active. Yeah, I guess I mean obviously, but like when I do the Peloton and I'm like dripping sweat, I'm like, oh, I worked out. Yeah, you won't get that in yoga. No, I know. Um, no, I, 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 I was just getting very flexible. I could probably should do it a little bit more. I mean, it was good. I, I was flexible. I was doing the down. I could go pretty far down the downward dog, almost full. Downward dog. Full hand, full feet down, like full. I, it took a while, but I, I got there. I, I don't know. I, and I, it just, I kind of. Stop doing it. <laughs> I don't know why. That Tom Brady guy's smart. That Tom Brady guy's smart. Flexibility is way, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and mobility is. Yeah, I have no interest in lifting a weight anymore. I have no interest in picking up a weight. None. See, I do that twice a week. But like, like low weights. I'm assuming, low low weight, high rep. I mean, I'm not like if you were to say, "Nah, man, heavy." You sound like the biggest Jim Hardo ever. Uh, I do sets of eight. I right, three sets of eight. What you bench or curls? Well. All, like, Everything, whatever exercise I do, I do three sets. Of Got time. it. Like, are you doing? So are you doing? Are you doing like curls? Yes, yeah, so when it's bicep day, yeah. back and buys. I do. I do like a little bit, just enough to you know stay uh, healthy. Yeah, see, I I I I I agree with that. I just I stopped lifting because I was like, what am I lifting for? What am I, I going to fucking lift a car? <laughs> like, what am I trying to get? <laughs> Maybe. Ma- so so Monday's yoga day, Tuesday's hoops. That's your cardio. Yeah. Wednesday is uh, either is uh, usually a lift day. Thursday could be basketball if they play twice that week. Okay. And then Friday is lift and Pilates Friday. Hey, whatever works. You're in great shape. Great shape. No dad bod over there. No dad bod. We're not. We're not going for no dad bod. But anyway. Um, Talking about your workout has to be the most boring. It's like talking about your fantasy football. Well, like no one it's the it's the it's the you know what that what drove people and it took over social media for the longest time was this CrossFit. CrossFit. Oh, people are nuts. nuts. There's a CrossFit place right by Fenway. Yeah, right. I hear they drop stupid weights all day long. Boom! <laughs> up in my office, they're shaking my office. Like boom! It's like good God, please stop yeah, that. Those people are crazy. They're like nuts. that's a cult. That's a cult. Which is fine. Cults. You can join a cult. It's up to you. It's fine. There's worse ways that there's you know worse cults cults to join than the cross. Yes, because at least you're doing healthy stuff. But it is a cult, like the wad, right? The workout of the day. 
my wad today. PB personal. Like, oh my god. Like, yeah, a little much. Jim, a little much. Jim, Jim Hardo guy. Jim Hardo guy. I'm not a fan of. Jim I also, Hardo. I also okay. think that CrossFit, hearing what they do for working out, it cannot be good for you long term. Yeah, you're gonna beat your body to death. Yeah, the tendons and ligaments aren't meant to be doing what they're doing. I agree. But here nor there. If you CrossFit, good for you. I don't want to hear about it. Right. Anyway, it's um, I don't love it. Uh, anyway, I but I do like work. I do like uh, weights a couple, and I do like that. But anyway, you talk about gym regiments that no one wants to hear about. You talk about fantasy teams that no one wants to hear about. The other thing that no one wants to hear about, but everyone here, everyone talks about it. Your bracket. Oh, your bracket. It's all screwed. Your bracket. Oh, mine's not screwed. How's yours not screwed? Because I have Gonzaga winning it all versus Kansas, and I have Houston Same. in the Final Four. If Houston, in the Final I Four, everyone's got to take a risk. Loved. When I did my research of little that I did, I, I didn't loved Houston. I was that was my lock there today. Everybody loved Tennessee. Everybody loved Tennessee. Yeah, they, but see, once Tennessee started complaining about their seat, I knew they were screwed. They were like, "Oh, the seating's bad." I'm like, "Nope, this is gonna come back to bite you. Don't complain." I, t- I had was I had Wisconsin in the final four. Ooh, e. Yep. Not Later, good. Wisco. I have three of my four final four teams left, and I have my champion left. That's all you need. If you get the three of the four in the, if you pick the two finals. And get the champion right, you can win. No, I got I have um, Baylor in the final four. No go. No boy, no. Uh, You're in trouble. Feel, I so I watched Thursday. Um, Thursday games were amazing. The, Thursday games were amazing, and I watched the games with. Uh, I got to know him because the his daughter is in the same kindergarten class as Maddie. He used to coach uh, at Baylor under Scott Drew. Oh really? And was like a long time basketball coach. Yeah, so he was there coaching uh, at Baylor, and uh, I was like asking him a million questions. He's like, "Take Baylor," and he you listen to him, and then it best. <laughs> I did not. Um, I did text him uh, in the North Carolina game where North Carolina was up twenty five yep. and blew it yep. with like eight minutes left. Yeah, that was wild. It, wild, and I texted him. I was like, "I'm just doing a wellness check on you. Are you all right?" And he just goes, no. <laughs> like, no other contact. Just Don't no. talk to me. Yeah. And then they tied it up, so and he's I, probably like, oh, my God, we're going to win. And then. Uh... But I love uh, some of the things. Like, the St. Peter stuff is awesome. Right? Like, there's, a, just, there's a Cinderella this year. There's one every year. They're, they're, they're it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love that kind of stuff. I do enjoy watching the tournament. I think the tournament is just fun. Um but it was – I watched it on Thursday with um, with Chuck, my buddy Chuck, and that was fun. And But then Friday here in the Northeast was so nice. It was – I had to go outside and play golf. Yeah, you just, you, 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 you declined my invitation. I did. I said you you kindly invited with the people we played golf with, right? Yep. And we won the Larry Tanker Cup. And I said – no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go play golf. So, uh, so for those of you listening, um, we for those of you for listening. those of you listening currently have hit play on this and decided to go 12 minutes in after us talking about chimichangas. Congratulations, chimichangas! Congratulations for sticking around. <laughs> congratulations for making this. Fun. Um, <laughs> my buddies and I historically have gotten together on the first Friday of every tournament <clears throat> for years and gambled on every single game. And the way it works is. It hasn't happened in three years, right? Because the pandemic. It's been 2019 was the last time we actually got together. We have a big board, draw it all out, 
everyone, we go around the room and you vote on your pick for each game and consensus wins. You have to go with the consensus of the Against group. Against the spread? Against the spread. So we pick every game, every spread. You And if it's, there was 12 of us, so if it was 7-5, whatever the 7-5 was, was our bet. And you could bet however much you wanted as an individual. You don't have to go as high as everybody else, but you can pick whatever you want to bet. I think the minimum is like 25 bucks. <clears throat> but... Um, and you couldn't do like a bet to go against the group. Like that was that's just not allowed. You could bet over unders if you want. Um, pass line, do not pass. You line. could bet first half lines if you want, but only on the team, right? Like yes, don't pass line. Yeah, the, don't be that guy at the craps table. Everybody wants to beat up. So, did I ever tell you that I was? You did a don't pass. You were the don't pass line guy. So I got. Uh, so I love craps. I do too. Okay, it's my I favorite. Do, I do. T- my favorite, my favorite casino game yes, by far. By far, not even remotely. There's nothing close. But when you're learning craps, it's kind of hard, right? Because there's all these rules, there's all this like words that you don't think go together, um, and it's like a jargon you've got to learn. So during my understanding of craps, I played next to a guy in Las Vegas during the winter meetings, and I was multiple drinks in like i don't know it's 3 a.m and multiple 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 feeling like way too yep and he's like i'm gonna teach you how to win money right because i like to talk to anybody i'll talk to the guy right there i was like how you playing let's go how you playing and he's going against everybody and he was like but then it like hit 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 my stack grows 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 everybody at the table Hated. Oh yes, profusely, Hated. profusely, and I probably won more money at a casino that night than I maybe ever have. I walked away with one of my friends and said, "I will never do that." <laughs> that was awful. miserable. <laughs> I, was, I though I appreciate the money and I thank the guy and you know, I was like, "That is so anti me. I never want to do that again. Uh, I want to be when." The table cheers, I cheer, right? Like that's, that's the, the best of crabs. Yes, you play with your that's buddies. Of I win, you win. Yeah, your other guy, you're like for the house, and I was like, I blamed it on. I was just learning, and I was, I was learning, and I learned that that sucks. Terrible. Don't be the guy. You broke your cardinal rule. You broke your cardinal rule. Don't be that guy. You were that guy. I, I was that guy. Can't be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be I literally, whenever I'm playing craps at a casino and I win and someone's playing, I literally yell, pay me with his money. I want his money. <laughs> pay me with his money. Don't even take those chips in. Give me his goddamn money. I want you to pay me with his money on that don't pass line. Oh, I, love I hate I those love people. That. Yeah, I was that guy for one night. Oh, it makes me so happy when I'm rolling and they're betting against me and I fucking crush them. <laughs> crush them. Yeah, so I was that I was that guy for one night. I will never be. I that. honestly could. Pl- I've. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. I've played craps for m- probably nine, ten straight hours. That's incredible. Like in Vegas, like multiple yeah, times. Okay. Like I would get, we get totally see. We get to a, we would get to a table around midnight. Like this, is the buddies that you know, we'd go out to Vegas. You'd get to a table around midnight, and you would just gamble. All night long until it was time to go get breakfast. Go get breakfast at like a buffet because you gamble enough. They give you like a free breakfast and then just go to the pool and pass out and like rinse and rinse repeat. Like just rinse repeat for like three straight days. 
Um, cause like when I was young, I mean, we went to some of the clubs when I was younger and did all like the whole Vegas thing, but I, I, I don't know. I wasn't just like, into the, I wasn't really into I, the clubs. Yeah. It was like fine to see like a couple times, but I'd much rather be at the craps table. Um, clubs are overrated and expensive. I mean, especially in Vegas, like you gotta have to do it just a little, like you gotta see it and like, it's crazy. You gotta do it. Get the bottle service. Yeah. And you, and you, then... you, you're young and dumb. You're like, Oh yeah, I'll take the $500 bottle of Tito's. It sounds great. Even though I don't even think Tito's existed yeah. then. It's probably like absolute. But <laughs> the blue bottle. And you essentially all your beer and your booze would disappear within seconds because the girls would come over and drink it. You'd be like, oh yeah, this is great. And like that you paid five hundred dollars for some girls to get drunk off your absolute and you didn't have a drink. But we would go in the craps table and like your point, like we would have ten guys at the table, which was great because if we win, we everyone wins. Everybody wins. And you'd be doing stupid bets. Like I had buddies who would like bet on snake eyes and hit it and you'd go crazy. Like it was it was crazy, right? But blackjack, like I could sit next to you for hours and win a bunch of money and you could lose every hand. So like, Yeah, I and I don't do well with blackjack. Because if you're playing with someone and if you're not playing the right way, they get pissed. Exactly. And I don't know it well enough, nor do I really want to. I could learn it. It's pretty you simple. Know, There's pretty simple rules compared to craps if you actually like figure it out but if you screw up on craps i just screw up my stuff correct the only thing you do red is put roll a seven line, yeah put a little a little bit money behind correct. it and then you can bet a couple on the uh you know in the middle and it's but it's your money like uh, whether you roll or I, it doesn't matter yes. like but if i hit when you're not supposed to hit oh, god forbid you blow up the table you feel like an idiot and you just kind of move on but um what one of my one of my rules that I I don't even always abide by with craps and this is without fail this is and if you've ever played craps you understand if the roller rolls the dice off the table they unequivocally are freaking crapping out with it be that they're never hitting that point they're gonna crap out the dice go off the table you're like oh shit and then every time here you go boom seven yeah you seven seven seven, seven you're like guaranteed it's like written in rules if you roll the dice off the table seven's coming up next. I, I, can I almost want to pull the. I almost want to pull my pass line bet back. Can't do it. Nope, can't do it. Just because if it does hit, you're like, ah, oh, I could have been on there, but. Yeah. Anyway, I love I love love craps. craps. My favorite. I've been to a casino in a long time. No I haven't been to a casino. Since the. There's one in my town. Since, like I live in Lincoln. Rhode yeah, Island. Twin River, baby. Like, I can just Twin River right there. I haven't been since the only 2020. Last time I've been there. Now, now Bally's. It's Bally's. Uh, Bally's Twin River, I think it's called now. Um, but uh, used to the only thing that I didn't like about Bally Smoke. Or Twin River, Smoke. Yeah. yeah. You open those doors. I've been in there once. It was for a, actually a sales meeting with them. I was like, holy whoa! Like just you got a cloud of smoke that just came out of there and just popped you in the face. And I don't like. I, I yeah. I'm a, that's like the one like terrible thing I'm allergic to is cigarette smoke. I just can't be around cigarette smoke. Yeah, but nice. I was in Vegas in 2020. So I was on a craps table then. I was that's it. It's almost, yeah. It's been a, yeah. been a while. We, well, let's go encore, we baby. Go let's go to the, we should go to the encore. Even though, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look. I was there in 2019, I think the encore. Um, I've been in the encore yet. It's it feels like you stepped into the, the win in Las Vegas. It's very weird. Like it's I, it's very like identical. It's in exactly. You're like you're like oh, there's a tire shop. There's a Costco. Up, oh, I'm in Vegas. It's very weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Um, we haven't talked about last, anything about sports. Last time, <laughs> right? Who cares? We haven't talked about. It. Last time we talked, though, baseball was locked. It was and going th- through stuff. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I had a. Let's call it stuff. I had a rough. 
I, I was I was in a rough mental spot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was struggling, and I I, I was really struggling. Like I was like, I, this can't be happening. Like this this is surreal. Like it was surreal. I, I was like, this this cannot be. Ha-. And I almost got to the point where I was probably a little too obsessed with the news that I was just too ingrained into it about like what was going on the negotiations. It was rough, man. Like I couldn't imagine or fathom that we were going to go through a situation where we were going to give back money again and go through the renegotiations and that, oh. and like oh is this amount of games or like I, I was like uh, this can't this this physically I can't do this again like this has been three, yeah, three right. straight years you can't do this and I keep doing all these great sales I'm like one day it'll actually come to fruition maybe like what is the <laughs> point of all this if they don't ever happen but now best assured Baseball is back five years. I could talk about it in five years again. So, yes, baseball is back. The CBA signed. We're not going to break down the CBA because, quite frankly, I don't really think that much changed other than some new rules with in the National League. The DH being Yeah, one. which that wasn't really a, the sticking point of any of this. It's always about the money, right? That's very whenever. Well, yeah. No, but I think the new rules are, some of them are interesting. Yeah, universal DH. Universal No DH. shift starting next year. Thank God. Yes, I agree. More offense. You want, people want more hits, more offense. They want to see balls in play, yes. right? Like put more baseballs in play, get rid of walks, increase, not get rid of walks, but like increase stolen bases, increase. Decrease strikeouts. Um, decrease strikeouts, increase doubles and triples. Um, stolen bases. Increases play. Uh, yeah, right. Stolen bases. They're making the bases bigger. Plays. Yeah. They, um, they tried, they did that in uh when I was in Worcester, they had the big yeah. bases. They look like pizza boxes. Yeah, they're big. but it, it They're weird. It gets more infield hits, gets more stolen bases. It gets gets you to the bag quicker, right? So I, I, um, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all for it. They need to make the game more exciting. Because remember, I don't know, this is old man Rob coming out. But like back in like when I grew up loving baseball, like loving baseball, is call it, um, you know, the 90s, right? Yep. Like growing up in the late, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. You'd have a guy like Tony Gwynn, right? Tony Gwynn would strike out 20 times. Oh, he was ridiculous. Right? And like he would, but there was always balls in play, right? And AstroTurf. Wade Boggs. Uh, yeah. Wade Boggs. Like they're always swinging. They're always putting balls in play. You know, you'd have pitchers like Greg Maddox. All they do is throw strikes, right? So like they're getting balls in play. Um, and it was a more exciting game. You go look at Google, uh, you know, time of baseball game. Like the '90s was like two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, no, it's right? it's, it's, no it's slowed than... down considerably. So anyway, if they can get more action and balls in play, which are exciting plays, great, right? Like great, like that's that's a good thing for everybody. It makes it a more entertaining product. And I love baseball more than anything. It's like it is my, you know, gold standard of sports. I mean, it's it's great they came together. They figured it out. We don't. Everyone that's the ancillary side of it, where they people being affected on their their livelihoods, everything. It's all it's all finally back. Um, thank thank God, just thank God. I was expecting though a bigger flurry of free agent moves like all in like you know the nfl like 
Free agency happens in forty eight hours. Yeah, it's. I thought it was going to be like that. It no, leave it. Leave it to baseball. To, yeah, leave it to baseball. <laughs> it's like everyone was like, "Oh, tonight's going to be crazy." No one signed. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody. Nobody. You know the sign. The Red Sox signing Trevor Story is fantastic. What's he playing second? He is. Yep. We are loaded in the infield. Our infield has Devers, Bogart, Story, Dahlbeck, and Casses. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yes. Their their infield is. Just heard something weird. Um, their infield is loaded. I mean, they. Where's Story gonna hit second? Probably second. Yeah. Kike, Story, um, Devers, Bogarts, JD, Verdugo, top six. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty. Yeah, they're gonna score good. runs at Fenway Park. They're going to score runs. Yeah, that's that's good. And then JBJ back in center. No, he's going to play right. He's uh, going to play right. And Kike is going to play Kike center. Kike was statistically a better center fielder than most people in baseball last year, which is crazy. Really? Yep. You just blew my mind. He was it? statistically one of the best. They're going to put JBJ in right? Like, you, I just, I don't know, my vision goes But think about, JBJ think about right field. Center. Think about right field at Fenway how Park. Big, how, big, how big right field is. Right field is gigantic. And he's got a cannon for yeah, an arm. Cannon. Cannon for an arm. One of the nicest human beings. He I've is ever one met. of the nicest human He's beings I've ever met too. He is. He signed autographs in Pawtucket. This is literally right when I got there. So this is November of 2015. One kid came in. He was just like, like, you know, the minor league thing. You did this a hundred times. I've done this a billion times. You put the person signing autographs at a six foot folding table with a tablecloth over it. They have something to sign. And a nameplate. Like yeah, and a nameplate. And a nameplate. And people come up, they sign or they sign a thing, they take a picture and they move on. One kid comes up and goes, uh, Jackie, can we play catch? And he goes, yeah, come on. He goes in the parking lot of McCoy Stadium. It's November or December for a Christmas type thing. Plays catch with a kid for like 10 minutes. Nicest human being. Love the guy. And his wife was there. They were pregnant. There. She's very nice too. A, She's very nice. And yeah, and uh, they had a kid about the same age as uh, Manny. He helped me get a World Series ring, 2018 World Series uh, ALCS MVP. Massive right. home run against the Astros. Massive, massive, huge. But anyway, enough JBJ fan club. <laughs> uh, big golfer too. Big golfer. I did not follow that, him on Instagram. That I did not know. What is this text message? I follow him on Instagram. Is it Jackie Bradley Jr.? No, no. Um. Oh, Zach lost his Zach lost his first tooth today. Oh, big day! Yep. Tooth fairy comes tonight. That's what I was going to wonder. Is tooth fairy inflate? By the way, did you know inflation. that you had to give <laughs> inflation? Did you know that you have to? Did you do any gifts for kids for St. Patrick's Day? Oh no! You, by the way, I've heard that was a bunch of kids were asking like, "Where are my gifts?" So we give them. We we so the leprechaun because my kids list the leprechaun left coins about the house and we had there was a leprechaun trap that zach had to make for school to try and trap the leprechaun so there was gold coins and like chocolate coins that they the leprechaun left in his house in their rooms that lucky or i think forget the like the leprechaun came and left them in their their rooms very nice uh the leprechaun did not do that here but the leprechaun did come and he peed in the toilet, and the toilet water was... Broken. Oh, that happened at Zach's school. That happened at Zach's school. Ah, yeah, le- leprechaun. Leprechaun played tricks. Got to hydrate the leprechaun. Yes, no. I But I did hear that from other parents that there was expectations of gifts. 
I was like, Le- Le- Leprechaun did not leave gifts in the Crane household. So Zach, Emma, if you're listening, Maddie and Nolan didn't get anything. They can share. They can Just share their chocolate coins. Green pea. Green. <laughs> <laughs> you drink Ecto Cooler and uh, <laughs> Ecto Cooler under that. Talk about so good. How did that go away? Because it was probably made of things that you can't <laughs> process. It was high C. It was high C with like extra shit in it. Yeah. It was like extra. Do they still know, make high, high C? Glucose corns. I don't know. By the way, they do make like the, uh, uh, you know, the ocean spray. Yep. Um, yep. That you could never put the. Straw oh, Capri Sun. You mean? Capri Sun. Capri Sun. Right. Yeah. So Capri Sun, you could never put the straw. Or if you on. pop it to the wrong other side, you're like, oh shit, and just sprung a leak. Right. So now they like they make like the honest company Jessica Beale's company makes those, and they didn't they just kept them in the Capri Sun. Thing. Yeah, it's at like, the top. There's gotta be a better way to serve child's drinks than the Capri Sun because you still can't put the straw. And there's in. also they, how can you not put the straw? There's just like you have to poke it through the top. Right, and it's just and the straw bends. And yeah. It's never sharp enough. The little thing no, rolls I, in. It's like what are we doing? It's 2022. They've got to be a better way than to the Capri Sun. I do love mechanism. I do love Capri Suns though. Pacific Cooler Capri Suns was fantastic. So good. They were. It was well worth the effort. I would. But, you know what's funny about a Capri Sun? Uh, if you squeeze it out into a glass and drink it, it tastes totally different. Of course, it would be. Uh, I could, I, yeah. It tastes totally different. It doesn't taste the same as if you're drinking it through the straw. It's so weird. I don't know what it is, but if you sque- <laughs> like when you messed it up and you didn't have a straw and you had to squeeze it into a, into a glass and drink it. Tastes nothing, nothing, like nothing like a Capri Sun. Yeah, wonder why that is. Something with the age. Uh maybe the plat. I don't know the bla- the bag. That's it. I don't know. Maybe- we're all we're all gonna. Jimmy Chungus. We- this is a food. This is now a food podcast. It's a food podcast. A food podcast. <laughs> we just do a food. Well, podcast. we can get to the meat, the meat and potatoes. Uh, speaking of food, uh, I've had some interesting. When did you become southern? Uh, as of two minutes ago, apparently. Um, apparently. Anyway, you had some calls. Yeah, some calls. <laughs> just some calls. I had an informational interview for the ages that I was introduced to said person. I'll leave out names. Of course. And get on the call. It's kind of quiet as the best way to describe the start of this phone call. Like, very quiet. Like, Do you, you have a bad connection? No, just like, hey. Um, I was like, hey. Hi, I was... Can we just make a phone, like his name's Johnny? Yeah, hey Johnny, like, um, great to meet you. So-and-so told me about you that you're looking for some advice. What can I do for you? And right out of the gate, just started stumbling. And goes to the pre... Goes to, like, the the, the, the whole thing, you know, the the, the de facto. Looked at your LinkedIn and um, can you just tell me about what you do? And I was like... Um. Okay, I was like, "Is there anything specific you want to know about what I what I do?" And he's like, "Um, uh, yeah, no, just like he's like, what 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 do you do for Fenway?" And I was like, "Okay," I said, "Johnny, um, I think we need to pause this conversation." And you pause their conversation. I go, yeah, I said, "I think we need to start over." How far are you into this? Two minutes. Is this literally like- two minutes? Like, literally two minutes. I got already tell, like, this is not going to go well. I'm not going, Johnny, Johnny. So I was like, Johnny, I was like, do you have any specific questions for me? Or did you prepare? And he's like, 
He's like, how old's Johnny? Is Johnny in eighth grade? <laughs> no, Johnny's in college. Johnny's in college. Huh? Johnny's in college. Okay. Wants to work in sports. So seems like he has an uphill battle. Uh, I said, Johnny. What if Johnny listens? Did you tell him he does not listen? Because uh, yeah, if he one. does, he wasn't listening very well. Anyway, <laughs> um, he just watched. He just listened to the one on how to order at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told I told my bar uh, my barber about that, and he goes, "Yeah, man, I worked at McDonald's when I was a kid. It's the only way to order eggs at McDonald's. You got to get the round eggs." It's so crazy that this is like an inside trick. There's also like a hidden menu at inside. McDonald's. Did you know about this? Did you see that recently? I did not. I did not know about that. That, but that's probably something. Look it up. News since yeah, Look, you gotta look it up. Um, okay. So Johnny, I'm like Johnny, like, do we want to start over here because like this isn't going well, and I want you to come more prepared, and I'm gonna give you another shot. But pretend like this never happened. He's like, oh, I screwed up so bad. I'm like, yes, but here's the thing. Life's about second chances. I'm gonna give you a second chance. He goes, can we talk in an hour? I go, no. We're talking a week. Can we talk in a Yeah, hour? I go, no. Oh, you probably scared the hell out. I hope so. I talked to him again, though. So this, this has a happy ending. Um, I said, take a week. And okay. come prepared. Don't give me some gen- generic, ridiculous questions like, why are we having this call? What do you want to know? What do you want me to tell you? How can I help you? Right? Like, don't just come and ask me, like, what do I do? You better should know. You should know that before you get on the phone call with me. And I want you to go and prepare like you're preparing to talk to like for an interview. And he's just like beating him. He's like, oh, I screwed up. I screwed up. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm like, yes, again, I'm not going to hold this against you. You're young. This is why we're doing this. I want to help you. Just go prove me wrong, right? Life's about second chances. Go ahead. Get prepared. Come back in a week. We'll talk again. So I talked to him. The end of last week. Was this a friend of a friend? Like, was this someone, a friend of yours, a colleague? Um, a, a, a sponsor asked me to talk to yeah, someone it. they knew yep. um, to help out with a Fenway job, which, by the way, Johnny's not working at Fenway. <laughs> 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 <So> <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there. Johnny's not working at Fenway. Yeah, Johnny's not getting jobs. So, um... But we talked the second time, and Johnny was way better, well more. So what did he do the first time? Well, I mean, what, I understand what he did the first time. What did he do the second time? That made he came time? with actually legitimate questions. Like, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but I actually we had a conversation of questions. Like, he came with questions about my career that were specific. He came with questions about advice that he needed, stuff that he was doing. We worked on the whole, why do you want to work in sports stuff, which... This past couple of weeks, I've had a multiple calls with people. I, I can't tell you how many people have that stupid cliche, like, I played sports, I love sports. I'm like, oh, God. Like, how is no one helping them in college prepare for this answer? Like, this is a paramount, imperative answer. Give them the answer to the question. Give them the answer to the question. All right, why do you want to work in sports, Chris? Because I want to work in a unique industry that gives me the ability to inflict positive change in people's life that unites that heals that brings people together that's the most unique industry in the world that can make someone feel like they're 12 years old again for five minutes by stepping in a ballpark or stepping on a field like where else do you have that ability to do that for someone else than working in the sports industry boom done mic drop write that down people write that down write that down and then repeat that practice it in the mirror say that 
you're well on your way to getting the job. You don't, I mean, being a fan for the millionth time does not qualify you to work in the industry. Like, doesn't make you it qualifies you to buy a ticket. Correct. It doesn't qualify to be the GM. It doesn't qualify anything. It qualifies you to go get a hat and sit in the stands. It does not qualify you to be the person to get that person in the stands and sell you said hat. Just like we've talked about, loving food doesn't mean you should be a chef, Thank right? You. Like, <laughs> doesn't qualify you. What qualifies you is understanding what we actually do for a living, and the only way to do that. And I said this, like, be introspective, like. Go inside you. Why are you willing? What? Why do you want to work in this industry? Why do you truly want this job to give up your Friday, your Saturdays, your Thanksgiving, your Christmases, make less money, work all these hours, move around the country over and over and over again? I also got someone who told me, I only want to live in New York City. Okay, great. Welcome to wanting to work in one of the most sought-after cities in the world, and then on top of it, working in sports for the Yankees, Mets, Giants, Rangers, Knicks. Yeah, right. They, right. They have six instead of get four. Get in line. So, get in line. Yeah. They. Uh, so one of the things that I think screws young people up, I think it screwed me up too. You ask the question, what do you want to do, right? Like, or what do you want to do, or why do you want to be it? I don't think anybody understands. They don't know what you do, right? They don't know what I do. They don't know what a sports professional does. Because think about it, right? Take, we were just talking about this today, you and I. We had a conversation earlier today. You did landscaping, right? Yeah. I did uh, construction, home construction. Burge's dad. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I've got some projects for you that, if you want to come over. <laughs> uh, you do not want me to be a contractor. <laughs> I sucked. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> Glad you worked uh, on people's homes. <laughs> <laughs> they're not very good. Um, so I never worked in like a office, like an office setting. I didn't know what that was like. So I, there's part of me that empathizes with someone that just like has literally no idea what goes on in a office. Cause I don't think that I think colleges need to do a better job of explaining like what actually happens, you know, the theory versus reality thing. And I don't think they teach like actually what happens enough so that people can be like, Oh, all right. I understand what the marketing person does or the social media person or the ticket salesperson. I think some people do that. So there's part of me that's like, all right, what do you do? There's a better way to a ask that question because I think there's some honesty in that. Like, I don't know what goes on, right? Like, you, help yeah, me I agree. understand the structure of actually what's going on there. So then maybe I can figure out what I like and then, you know, go down that path. I think there's so many that just like, I have no idea what the hell happened. Well, the way you just phrase that question is a different way to present the bottle of wine, right? Like you said it in such a more of an articulate way than well, what do you do? Like you, when you say like, what do you do? You're, you're actually like implying that you have no idea who I am or why you're talking to me. Yeah. Right. right you right. just got to phrase it better. Right. Like, Oh, I know you sell sponsorships for FSG. Can you explain to me what you do on a day-to-day -day basis or what that that's like? Right. Not like, what do you do? Like if you meet yeah. someone for the first time, that's a question you ask someone, right? Like, 
when you're just like shooting the shit with a new dad and you're meeting like, oh, well, what do you do for a living, right? Like, that's a question you ask because you don't know the answer to it. I did, I, I did not research that <laughs> right. ahead of time. It was like, I didn't go to my four-year-old's child's birthday party right. and five-year-old child and say like, all right, let's see who the dads are. I research them on LinkedIn. Right. That's a psycho a move. That's thing. a psycho move. But like, <laughs> if someone did that to me, be like, oh, you know, I see that you work for Top Golf. You'd be like, how, how did you know? That's that? a psycho move. Um, well, I researched everybody. That came yeah. This and I'm like, background checks. I work for the FBI. Is there any more drinks in this place? Yeah. Um, where's the funfetti? I need more funfetti. There's not enough funfetti. <laughs> so, yeah, like, look, I, I get it. Like, I, and that's why I'm willing to talk to people to help them give them those answers. But the, I just, it pains me that people spend so much money on college and don't come out prepared. Drives me crazy. Yeah, I think that there's a... Such a disconnect. There's a disconnect from what people, what uh, happens in the classroom to what actually happens in life. I think one of the, some of the better programs, and I'm going to promote Springfield College here for a second. They make, you can take a sales class, right? They never had that when I was there, right? So like you go and sell tickets for the local AHL team. Right? Springfield Thunderbirds are called. Now they are, yeah. Falcons, baby. Used to be the Falcons when I was there. And uh, so you actually get real-world experience because you're doing it, right? And it's you start to understand, okay, simple things. There's a salesperson. There's a sales manager. There's a ticket operations person who actually helps process the tickets. And you start to at least understand the scope of your little world of selling a ticket. You might not sell anything. You might learn that you hate sales. Fine. Good. But like you start to understand structure of how a team is put together. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, you, you can see the dynamic of a front office. Of course. Right. And I think when people are starting to get into that, whether it's a undergrad or grad thing, got to start understanding what the structure is. What do people do? So that when you go do internships, when you start your career, you're going, excuse me, on the right path that is best suited for you. And you're not gambling. So, yeah. And play the pass I, line. Don't I, yeah, just don't, definitely do not put on the do not pass line because then you should delete this podcast immediately as you're that guy or that girl. Um, yes. And I just, I don't know. It It's frustrating when it just seems like people it's not it's not even like an ego so let me let me ask you this i have a question for you because i was talking to our sales assistant today about this do you think what we do is able to be really taught or learned or do you just think you either have it or you don't um you have parts of it and there's parts of it that you can be taught or learned you can be i'm a better negotiator than at age 40 than I was at age 20. So take away, take away. So I agree with that. the, 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 the skill set of a business person and understanding the dynamics and being better at business, whatever it is, where public relations or marketing, I, I, I agree. I truly believe the more I've done this, the more I've talked to people, the more people I've seen do it and not do it. You either are someone who can see the industry as we do and, and are able to, like have this sixth sense and see a sporting event just differently or you don't, right? Like, I just really believe that. Yeah, but that's learned. 
I don't. I don't. I, I think it's going to be inside I, you. I think I either you have it inside or you don't. Like I, I yes, you might have to get it out of that person, but I don't think it's like everyone has that that's ability. That's called natural curiosity, right? Like I was, I didn't at age nineteen when I was starting, you know, being a sport management major. I didn't go to a Red Sox game and be like, I wonder who sold that sign. I think I understood that the signs needed to be sold. I, but I did have a natural curiosity about, well, how did that happen? How did the business side of the concession stand work? How did the marketing of the thing work, right? That's natural curiosity. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I, so I think I you have that think... because, I mean, you're, you're, you're a bad example. Like you, Why am I a bad example? Because you've been in the industry for twenty years and successful. Like I'm talking about, like, <laughs> like you clearly you know have that saying? in you. I'm going back to nineteen year old. Right, but it was inside you. It was pulled out of you, but it was inside you. Like I. But I had a natural curiosity to do that. I don't. Th- I think getting back to your point, I don't think everybody has a natural curiosity for working. No, I, but I think for our profession specifically, and it's not just. I'm not talking about just sales. I'm talking about in general. I think either you got to be psycho. You got to be psycho, but I also think you need. There's, it's just, it's inbred in you that you have this innate ability that you do learn for sure to be pulled out of you, to just view sports and differently. You just have a like, you have a an understanding about the business, the inner workings, the dynamics that you naturally can pick up and learn more because, like your point, you do learn it and you're taught and you get better and you evolve and you grow. But I don't think you could take anybody in any industry, throw them into ours, and they'd be successful and just translate, even if they're like the s- smartest person. I can, under- I can understand that, but I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true, right? Like the president of the Celtics had no sports experience; he was a tech guy, and he's a president of the Celtics for the last fifteen years, right? Like, I'm not um, saying, but he might have it. In, he might have it in him. Like I'm, I'm saying, that, oh, that part in him. I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Never mind. Never mind. I, I, I'm not. I saying, he clearly saying. has it because he's been in a prison of this. I'm, I'm just saying, not everybody has the ability just to do this because it's so. I, I'll give you a perfect example. I, talk about another one. I just talked to a, a gentleman who's in his. Oh, a gentleman. He's in his fifties. Okay. And he applied for our our open role, and I talked to him twice now, and. He does not work in sports. He's never worked in sports, and I, I when I, ex- he's been extremely successful in other profession in sales, extremely like numbers because low like you and I would drool over if we could create as much revenue, but we just don't have the ability to do it because sales and sports doesn't usually translate to this. Talking to him and explaining to him what we do and how we do it, he finally admitted at the end of the call, I. I'm no, I can't do this. Like, he's like, I, this isn't, I, I, cause every time I challenged him to like explain to me how he would go about overcoming, never having done what we've done in selling or creating a sponsorship. That's not about like a transactional business and the sign. Like he couldn't get his head outside of the, well, we could run a commercial or we can, I'm like, it was so in tune with like cookie cutter stuff. Yeah, those are the transactional salespeople right there. And that's we just like see old... the world different. We just see the sports world. You see, like, you, what, what, I think what makes us different and, like, not 
me and you specifically, but the people in our industry, whether they be in events, whether they be in ticket sales, whether they be in PR, we just see a blank canvas and we just have like this paintbrush. And this is getting really ridiculous now. I can hear myself talking, but like we can totally take crap and turn it into like a freaking yeah, lemons the lemonade, right? Like regularly with absolute ease junk handed to us. But we're like, you can problem solve something's going sideways with the bobbleheads. Like you, you just, we just see it differently. Like, right. We're just different. We're just bred differently. That's why we're in, like you said, we're crazy. The fact that we've been doing this as long as we've been doing this is insane. I, so it's funny you say that. So I had an interesting thing at Top Golf the other day. This is a week or two ago. You just bred differently, right? This is just the way it works. We had a we had to build a uh, what's called a swing suite in Morgan Stanley. The truck driving this swing suite from Dallas to New York City didn't make it. And weather, something or other, blah, blah, blah. Missed the window. Long story and this was short, tied. No, this is a great story. This was tied to the players, right? This is tied to the players. So the players, was, it was supposed to be on Thursday. And we were supposed to build a swing suite. And all the employees were going to come down. They're going to do it for on Thursday. Out of there by Friday. Everyone's supposed to have a good time. Well, the thing never gets there. Um, and we go back and forth. And it was like, I don't think we can do this. It's like, you got to do this. So the players gets delayed, and everyone looks like it's going to get delayed, so they're going to play on Monday. Why don't we do it on Monday? Can we get everything here? Yeah, we'll get everything here on Monday. So I get there on Thursday. Stuff's being delivered, and they don't have – there's no, no top golf people there. And all of a sudden, it's, uh, Rob, um, here comes the delivery truck. There's a forklift of the forklift driver. There's two moving trucks. You have to be able to navigate – you got to be make friends with the dock, the guy in charge of the dock. You're on forty seven. You're on forty seventh and Broadway in Times Square, um, getting these two thousand pound crates off of this truck, four of them, and it's like, all right, man, let's go. We're gonna go push this thing up. All right, I need the forklift guy. You come over here, and then it's like moving truck. I need you guys to come over here. Dock hand, can I back into this thing? Hey, can I use this? And it's like, you kind of like blackout and you just like do that and you think of it logically like all right i can't get the i need the truck to be here before the forklift guy right like because the forklift guy needs to take forklift and i need moving truck because i can't push these two thousand pound things up right like and then you kind of walk backwards to this thing and it all comes in in like two minutes and it's like forklift guy here boom i need you to bring that off and then you're i'm stopping traffic on 47th and broadway in new york <laughs> city and saying sorry man i gotta get this forklift out of here and people are yelling and swearing at me and cat like, i don't care get the forklift out of here and instantly you become a new yorker where you're just yelling at people and they expect it right and they appreciate and it's it it's like no i'm waiting i'm waiting give a second and then you have the guy across the street with a forklift <laughs> and it's like what's going on and i think you might be right that that's a if you were put in that situation you would have yelled at the cab driver too no well that you you gotta rewind this to get to back you got in the car or however you got that and went down to new york city yeah i got on a train to make sure i was like this gotta happen. you were there to assist in getting it done versus just being like oh bad weather not gonna happen sorry they're late and then let them deal with it down there 
we're just bred different. Like, and not I'm not saying then when I say we're talk about where it's the, not me and the you, industry, it's the sports industry. I You're guess. just bred. Yeah, it's like, but anybody would have you would have done the same. Of course, thing. It's like I got in a train. Gotta go. Like, yeah, I'll be. Gotta there. go. Gotta be there. Gotta go. I'll be there. I'll see you. And we got it all put together. I got home and I told Amos. I was like, it actually felt kind of good, right? It was like you're problem solving. You're out. You're uh, interacting. It wasn't like. You know, making phone calls in the basement. Like, how did everything... You know what? You know, it wasn't the check-in... I got advice a long time ago. One of the keys to success is being inconvenienced. Describe. It's easy to be like, oh, the tickets... Like, say you're sending out season tickets and you notice that one of them didn't get sent out. It's easy to be like, oh, we'll get them to you tomorrow. Or you can get in your car and you can go drive them there. That's a great. That's great advice. That's literally great advice. Right, you're inconvenienced. You, you got, but the key to that, that will pay off for you in the long. The key to success is being inconvenienced. I think we have the title of our podcast tonight. <laughs> should I should, <laughs> should I write that down so I don't forget it? <laughs> write that down. But no, I mean, as I'm having this conversation with this 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 person who's been in business forever, who couldn't fathom when I was telling them what we truly actually do to get a deal done and what those deal points consist of and challenging him to try and like, give me an example of like, what's a good a, example of a sports marketer, like brand that does it well, or like some sponsorship you've seen it. They were like, so lost again, fine. But I just think it's either you have it inside of you or you don't. I can understand that. There's some of my friends I think, like, if I were to put them in that situation, no, they just they wouldn't wouldn't be able to do it. No, because think about how many times. I mean, you're you're in New York City. I was in Lowell, and our for some reason the cop didn't show up to direct traffic after a game. I jumped in the middle of the street and was directing traffic in the middle of the road to get people out of the like. You just do it, right? Like we're just do doers. Like you just do it. Right, I totally. And I, I like our industry thrives on those people. That's how this stuff happens. Like all the chaos that goes on to go into game promotion in the stands because the so and so made it happen, or like the mic went out and you figured like the person just saw like you just we're just problem solvers. We're just different. Yeah, I I think that's I th- I, now that you say that I think that's right. I think that's right. I remember. Uh, did I ever tell you about the no power game? Yeah, you lost the lights. Or no, well, your first game, right? The Wilkes-Barre didn't have Wilkes- the stadium, didn't? No, in Rosenblatt Stadium. Uh, Rosenblatt Stadium, this is 2000, shit, I don't know, 9 or 10. Um, and uh, it was a f- Friday night. We had fireworks or whatever. And one of the scariest storms I've ever been a part of in the Midwest comes through. The sky turned green, like green. I don't know how to, like, all of... Apocalypse is coming? Apocalypse is coming. We went into, like, the dugouts, like, underneath. Storm crazy, right? Like, and when when it passed, there was damage, but not too much, but there was no electricity. Like, all right, well, game's rained out, and we'll on to tomorrow. So tomorrow, doubleheader, the biggest picnic uh, hospitality event that we had of the year. Uh, George Brett bobblehead night. Um, I don't know, big day. Right? Yeah, twelve. Yeah. Uh, we had a twelve and a seven. You get there early, right? I don't know, probably six or seven in the morning. Pull up, stadium looks really dark, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And we get there, and I, 
I was like, there's no power. There's no power anywhere. And we had the Principal Financial Group Family Fun Fest that day, which was a traveling carnival, right? A bunch of inflatable games for kids. And they had generators that generated power to, you know, run the inflatables. We borrowed everyone. There was no family fun fest that day. And what we did was we took those in and we powered the merchandise stand and one concession stand with all these principal financial group family fun fest generators. Ah. All the food that we had overnight and all that time, and it became 90 degrees or whatever, spoiled, rotten, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So at 8 a.m., we sent... And we have the biggest picnic ever starting at noon. It was like 2,000 people, right? It wasn't like a 500. It was like 2,000 people to every grocery store to buy every single bun and hot dog you can imagine. Just do it. The grocery like, stores are like, reimburse. what the hell is going on? Exactly. Buy every single, every single thing that you get. And we buy all this stuff, okay? And still no power, nothing. We have the gas grill. The concessions guy went to go home and get his gas grill uh, and the other gas grill. So he's like cooking on a charbroil. Then we, um, I'm walking the stands and I was like, all right, how are we going to do score? And we had these giant letters because we covered up tarps and we covered up bleachers with tarps. And the lottery was one of the sponsors. And the lottery... We would change the Powerball number, whatever that it was. I was like, we've got all of those numbers. So I was like, if we still have no power, interns, here's what we're going to do. You're the home score, you're the road score, and uh, you're the outs, right? I think we just had that as the thing. I don't even think we had uh, inning. I don't think so. And that's what we're going to do. Then I'm walking up. Rosenblatt Stadium, narrow, and I look up to the press box. There's a window open. I was like, I wonder if that window's been open during that storm last night. <laughs> poured, poured rain. I went upstairs to the press box. In front of that window was the sound m- machine, the ones with like the sliders that yep. go up and down. Yep. Filled with water. Oh, good. Filled with water. And it was like, well, we have no power now. Let me call the electronic, like uh, electronics guy. Right? Yeah. Like, still, it's, I was like, I need a new one. He's like, we have one left. I said, just bring it. And uh, he's like, I'm. This is guys like in Kansas City, he's three hours away. And he's like, all right, I'm on my way. I was like, holy cow. Okay, great. Bring it. Comes up during that first game. I was the PA announcer. <laughs> I had a bullhorn, because we have no power. I have a bullhorn yelling out who was at You're like Jesse Cole, the Savannah Bananas. Just yelling. Now batting number two, Mike Avilas. And uh, so we get through the game. We play a whole game with no power. And I just yelled the entire time. So then, between games, the power comes back. And it's like, holy cow, we have power. We have a night game tonight. We can play the night game because you need electricity for the lights and all the other stuff. And remember, there's no sound now. Right. The guy gets there. 
if the gate the game was at seven, the gates opened at six. He got there at like five forty, and he was like, "All right, let's go." We come up in there, and it was like the back, and I just was like, "Here's what we're gonna do, and pray that it works." Unplug, plug in in the same ish spot. Do we start it? Unplug, plug in, plug in, plug in, plug in to this new one. Unplug, plug in. Turn the computer on, and it was like six o'clock on the dot, and it was like it's time to read PAs, and I was like. Let's see if this works. And I turned the PA up. It says, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Rosenblatt Stadium. And it worked perfectly, but it was literally like plug-in talk. <laughs> and, but and but nobody was, knows. Like, that's like that's sports. So the when I left Omaha, and they had a little write-up in the paper or whatever, the picture that they used was me yelling on the horn from the... From the uh, Psycho boss leaves Omaha after screaming at employees on bullhorn. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was, uh, it was. That's what happened. That's 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 my no power game story. I mean, you just you you backed up what I said. Every one of you, every one of you went crazy. Like again, this isn't about me or you. Every one of you there went to the grocery store, held up signs, problem solve. Right? We just problem solve, and we just see things differently. I just, I, I truly believe that. Like, I, I don't, I don't think anyone can work in sports. I don't believe that. It's a. Uh, now that we talk through this, I think you sold me. I think you got to be a little crazy, right? Like, That's a hundred percent. You got to be. You got to be a little crazy, and you got to be willing to get your hands dirty, and you be, you have to be able to react on the fly and in high pressure situations, and not crumble, right? And be okay with. Yeah, I think you're right. Be okay with being inconvenienced. Yeah. I mean, think about how many times you've been. Incon- you just went down. You're you're not a you're not some scrub. You went down to New York City to ensure that your client had a good event and got the thing off the goddamn truck because they were there late and you were, you felt bad and you wanted to make it right. Pushing crates up. I I, I help push the crates. Up. Anyway, that's not in the job description. Not do other duties as a side. Well, uh, that was a good one. We caught up for a while. We've talked talk to a lot of people out of working in sports. <laughs> Anyone listen to this? And they're like, well, I'm going to change my major today. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Good knowing you. So. Yeah. Uh, well, that was fun. No, it was. Um, it was an hour. Look at that. We hit. We crossed the 60-minute mark. Yeah. All right. Um, by the way, you're going to uh, Liverpool next week, so we're not going to do a podcast no, next week. No, I can do it next week. Oh, all right. Well, we'll I don't go till Thursday. Podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll fi- we'll figure it out. But anyway, you're going to Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, there you go. Um, I'll talk to you J- later. That was Jimmy Chungas. Jimmy Chungas. <laughs> All right. Later. So-